Part One of The Persians by Aeschylus, translated by E. D. A. Morshead. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Narrator read by Mary J. Chorus of Persian Elders, read by Elizabeth Clatt. Read by Tara Flynn. Read by Sarah Terry. Atossa, read by Christine G. A Messenger, read by Libby Gone. Ghost of Darius, read by Peter Tucker. Xerxes, read by Todd. The scene is laid at the palace of Susa. Away unto the Grecian land hath passed the Persian armament. We, by the monarch's high command, we are the warders true who stand, chosen for honour and descent, to watch the wealth of him who went, guards of the gold and faithful styled by Xerxes, great Darius's child. But the king went nor comes again, and for that host we saw depart, arrayed in gold, my boding heart aches with a pulse of anxious pain, presageful for its youthful king. No scout, no steed, no battle car, comes speeding hitherward to bring news to our city from afar. Erewhile they went away, away, from Susa, from Ecbatana, from Kissa's time-worn fortress grey, passing to ravage and to war. Some upon steeds, on galleys some. Some in close files they passed from home. All upon warlike errand bent. A mysteries, Artaphernes went, Astaspes, Megabazes high lords of the persian chivalry marshals who serve the great king's word chieftains of all the mighty horde horsemen and bowmen streamed away grim in their aspect fixed to slay and resolute to face the fray with troops of horse careening fast masistes ardambasis passed emmaus too the bowman brave sosthenes pharadacus drave and others the all-nursing wave of Nilus to the battle gave. Came Sususcanes, warrior wild, and Pegas Tagon, Egypt's child. The brave Arsames from afar did holy Memphis launch to war. And Ariomardus, high in fame, from Thebes the immemorial came, and oarsmen skilled from Nilus fen, a countless crowd of warlike men and next the dainty lydians went soft rulers of a continent mitragathes and arcteus bold in twin command their ranks controlled and sardis town that teems with gold sent forth its squadrons to the war horse upon horse and car on car double and triple teams they rolled in onset awful to behold from Tamala's sacred hill there came the native hordes to join the fray, and upon Helus neck to lay the yoke of slavery and shame. Mardin and Therubis were there, bright anvils for the foeman's spear. The Mysian dartmen sped to war, and the long crowd that onward rolled from Babylon enriched with gold. Captains of ships and archers skilled to speed the shaft and those who wield the scimitar, the eastern band, who by the great king's high command swept to subdue the western land. 
gone are they, gone. Ah, well a day. The flower and pride of our array. And all the Eastland, from whose breast came forth her bravest and her best, craves longingly with boding dread. Parents for sons and brides new wed, for absent lords and dated by day, shudder with dread at their delay. Ere now they have passed o'er the sea, the manifold host of the king, they have gone forth to sack and to burn, ashore on the westland they spring. With cordage and rope they have bridged the seaway of Heli, to pass o'er the strait that is named by thy name, O daughter of Athamas. They have anchored their ships in the current, they have bridled the neck of the sea. The shepherd and lord of the east hath bidden a roadway to be. From the land to the land they pass over, a herd at the high king's best. Some by the way of the waves, and some o'er the planking have pressed. For the king is a lord and a god. He was born of the golden seed that erst upon Danae fell. His captains are strong at the need. And dark is the glare of his eyes, as eyes of a serpent blood-fed, And with manifold troops in his train, and with manifold ships hath he sped. Yea, sped with his Syrian cars, he leads on the lords of the bow, To meet with the men of the west, the spear-armed force of the foe. Can any make head and resist him when he comes with the roll of a wave? No barrier nor phalanx of might, no chief, be he ever so brave, for stern is the onset of Persia, and gallant her children in fight. But the guile of the god is deceitful, and who shall elude him by flight? And who is the lord of the leap, that can spring in a line and evade? For a tay deludes and allures, till round him the meshes are laid, and no man his doom can escape. It was writ in the rule of high heaven, that in tramp of the steeds and in crash of the charge the war-cry of Persia be given. They have learned to behold the forbidden, the sacred enclosure of sea, where the waters are wide and in stress of the wind the billows roll hoary to lee. And their trust is in cable and cordage, too weak in the power of the blast. And frail are the links of the bridge, whereby on to Hellas they passed. Therefore my gloom-wrapped heart is rent with sorrow for what may hap to-morrow. Alack for all the Persian armament. Alack, lest there be sent dread news of desolation. Zeus's land, bereft, forlorn, unmanned. Lest the grey Kissian fortress echo back the wail, Alack, alack! The sound of women's shriek who wail and mourn with fine spun raiment torn. The chariot tears went forth nor come again, and all the marching men, even as a swarm of bees have flown afar, drawn by the king to war, crossing the sea bridge linked from side to side that doth the waves divide. And the soft bridal couch of bygone years is now bedewed with tears. Each princess clad in garments delicate wails for her widowed fate. Alas, my gallant bridegroom, lost and gone, and I am left alone. But now, ye warders of the state, 
here in this hall of old renown behoves that we deliberate in counsel deep and wise debate for need is surely shown how fareth he darius's child the persian king from perseus styled comes triumph to the eastern bow or hath the lance-point conquered now enter atossa see yonder comes the mother queen light of our eyes and godlike sheen the royal mother of the king fall we before her well it were that all is one we sue to her and round her footsteps cling queen among deep-girded persian dames thou highest and most royal hurray mother thou of xerxes and darius's wife of old to godlike sire and godlike son we bow us and are loyal unless on us an adverse tide of destiny has rolled therefore come i forth to you from chambers decked and golden where long ago darius laid his head with me beside and my heart is torn with anguish and with terror i am holden and i plead upon your friendship and i bid you to my side darius in the old time by aid of some immortal raised up the stately fabric our wealth of long ago but i tremble lest it totter down and ruin porch and portal and the whirling dust of downfall rise above its overthrow therefore a dread unspeakable within me never slumbers saying honour not the gods of wealth if men have ceased to grow nor deem that men apart from wealth can find their strength in numbers we shudder for our light and king though we have gold enow no light there is in any house save presence of the master so runs the saw ye aged men and truth is says indeed on you i call the wise and true to ward us from disaster for all my hope is fixed on you to prop us in our need queen mother of the persian land to thy commandment bowing whate'er thou wilt in word or deed we follow to fulfil not twice we need thine high behest our faith and duty knowing in counsel and in act alike thy loyal servants still long while by various visions of the night am i beset since two ionian lands with marshalled host my son went forth to war yet never saw i presage too distinct as in the night now past attend my tale a dream i had two women nobly clad came to my sight one robed in persian dress the other vested in the dorian garb and both right stately and more tall by far than woman of to-day and beautiful beyond disparagement and sister sprung both of one race but by their natal lot one born in hellas one in eastern land there as it seemed unto my watching eyes roused each the other to a mutual feud the which my son perceiving set himself to check and soothe their struggle and anon yoked them and set the collars on their necks and one the aeonian proud in this array paced in high quietude and lent her mouth obedient to the guidance of the rain but restively the other strove and broke the fittings of the car and plunged away with mouth unbitten o'er their broken yoke my son was hurled and lo darius stood in lamentations of his fallen child him xerxes saw and rent his robe in grief such was my vision of the night now past 
but when arising i had dipped my hand in the fair lustral stream i drew towards the altar in the act of sacrifice having in mind to offer as their due the sacred meal-cake to the averting powers lords of the right that banisheth ill dreams when lo i saw an eagle fleeing fast to phoebus shrine o oh, friends i stayed my steps too scared to speak for close upon his flight a little falcon dashed in wing pursuit plucking with claws the eagle's head while he could only crouch and cower and yield himself scared was i by that sight and eke to you no less a terror must it be to hear for mark this well if xerxes have prevailed he shall come back the wonder of the world if not still none can call him to account so he but live he liveth Persia's king queen it stands not with my purpose to abet these fears of thine nor to speak with glazing comfort nay betake thee to the shrine if thy dream foretold disaster sue to gods to bar its way and for thyself son state and friends to bring fair fate to-day next unto earth and to the dead be due libation poured and by thee let darius's soul be wistfully implored i saw thee lord in last night's dream a phantom from the grave i pray thee lord from earth beneath come forth to help and save to me and to thy son send up the bliss of triumph now and hold the gloomy fates of ill dim in the dark below such be thy words my inner heart good tidings doth foretell and that fair fate will spring thereof if wisdom guide us well loyal though that first has read this dream the vision of the night with loyalty to me the queen be then thy presage right and therefore as thy bidding is what time i pass within to dedicate these offerings new prayers i will begin alike to gods and the great dead who loved our lineage well yet one more word say in what realm do the athenians dwell far hence even where in evening land goes down our lord the sun say had my son so keen desire that region to overrun yea if she fell the rest of greece were subject to our sway hath she so great predominance such legions in array ay such a host as smote us sore upon an earlier day and what has she besides her men enow of wealth in shore a mine of treasure in the earth a fount of silver ore is it in skill of bow and shaft that athens men excel nay they bear buckles in the fight and thrust the spear-point well and who is shepherd of their host and holds them in command to no man do they bow as slaves nor own a master's hand how should they bide our brunt of war the east upon the west that could darius's valiant horde in days of yore attest a boding word to us who bore the men now far away nay as i dream the very truth will dawn on us to-day a persian by his garb and speed a courier draws anear he bringeth news of good or ill for persia's land to hear enter a messenger o walls and towers of all the asian realm o persian land o treasure-house of gold how by one stroke down to destruction down hath sunk our pride and all the flower of war that once was persia's lieth in the dust 
woe on the man who first announceth woe yet must i all the tale of death unroll hark to me persians persia's host lies low a ruin manifold and woe and fear let the wild tears run down for the great doom is here this blow hath fallen to the utterance and i past hope behold my safe return too long alack too long this life of mine that in mine age i see this sudden woe condign as one who saw by no loose rumour led lords i would tell what doom was dealt to us alack how vainly have they striven our myriad hordes with shaft and bow went from the eastland to lay low hellas beloved of heaven piled with men dead yea miserably slain is every beach each reef of salamis thou sayest sooth ah well-a-day battered amid the waves and torn on surges hither thither borne dead bodies blood-stained and forlorn in their long cloaks they toss and stray their bows availed not all have perished all by charging galleys crushed and whelmed in death shriek out your sorrow's wistful wail to their untimely doom they went ill strove they and to no avail and minished is their armament out on thee hateful name of salamis out upon athens mournful memory woe upon this day's evil fame thou athens art a murderess alack for many a persian dame is left forlorn and husbandless mute have i been a while and overwrought at this great sorrow for it passeth speech and parthus all desire to ask for it yet if the god sends evil men must bear and roll the record stand composed and tell although thy heart be groaning inwardly who hath escaped and of our leaders whom have we to weep what chieftains in the van stood sank and died and left us leaderless xerxes himself survives and sees the day then to my line thy word renews to dawn and golden day spring after gloom of night but the brave marshal of ten thousand horse artembaris is tossed and flung in death along the rugged rock selenian and Adakis no longer leads his troop but smitten by the spear from off the prow hath lightly leapt to death and tenagon in true descent a bactrian nobly born drifts by the sea-lashed reefs of salamis the isle of ajax gone lilaeus too gone arsamis and argestes all around the islet where the sea-doves breed dashed their defeated heads on iron rocks arcteus who dealt beside the fonts of the nile adouis pharasiles and with them pharnucus from one galley's deck went down metallus too of chrysa lord and king of myriad hordes who led unto the fight three times ten thousand swarthy cavaliers fell with his swarthy and abundant beard incarnadine to red a crimson stain outrivalling the purple of the sea there magian arabus and artamis of bactria perished taking up alike in yonder stony land their long sojourn a mistress too he whose strenuous spear was foremost in the fight amphistraeus fell and gallant ariomardus 
by whose death broods sorrow upon sardis mysia mourns for sisamis and therubis lies low commander he of five times fifty ships born in lyrnessus his heroic form is low in death ungraced with sepulchre dead too is he the lord of courage high cilicia's marshal brave cyanesis than whom none dealt more carnage on the foe nor perished by a more heroic end so fell the brave so i speak of their doom summing in brief the fate of myriads ah well-a-day these crowning woes i hear the shame of persia and her shrieks of dole but yet renew the tale repeat thy words tell o the count of those hellenic ships and how they ventured with their braked prows to charge upon the persian armament no if mere count of ships could win the day the persians had prevailed the greeks in sooth had but three hundred galleys at most and other ten select and separate but i am witness xerxes held command of full a thousand keels and those apart two hundred more and seven for speed renowned so stands the reckoning and who shall dare to say we persians had the lesser host nay we were bastard by an unseen power who swayed the balance downward to our doom in the ward of heaven doth pallas city stand how then is athens yet inviolate while her men live her bulwark standeth firm say how began the struggle of the ships who first joined issue did the greeks attack o Circtis, in his numbers confident o queen our whole disaster thus befell through intervention of some fiend or fate i know not what that had ill will to us from the athenian host some greek came o'er to thy son xerxes whispering this tale once let the gloom of night have gathered in the greeks will tarry not but swiftly spring to each his galley bench in furtive flight softly conniving safety for their life thy son believed the word and missed the craft of that greek foeman and the spite of heaven and straight to all his captains gave this charge as soon as sunlight warms the ground no more and gloom enwraps the sanctuary of sky range we our fleet in triple serried lines to bar the passage from the seething strait this way and that let other ships surround the isle of ajax with this warding word that if the greeks their jeopardy should scape by wary craft and win their ships a road each persian captain shall his failure pay by forfeit of his head so spake the king inspired at heart with overconfidence unwitting of the gods predestined will thereon our crews with no disordered haste did service to his bidding and pervade the meal of afternoon each rower then over the fitted rowlock looped his oar then when the splendour of the sun had set and night drew on each master of the oar and each armed warrior straightway went aboard forward the long ships moved rank cheering rank each forward set upon its ordered course and all night long the captains of the fleet kept their crews moving up and down the strait so the night waned and not one grecian ship made effort to elude and slip away but as dawn came and with her coursers white shone in fair radiance over all the earth first from the grecian fleet rang out a cry a song of onset 
and the island crags re-echoed to the shrill exulting sound then on us eastern men amazement fell and fear in place of hope for what we heard was not a call to flight the greeks rang out their holy resolute exulting chant like men come forth to dare and do and die their trumpets pealed and fire was in that sound and with the dash of simultaneous oars replying to the war chant on they came smiting the swirling brine and in a trice they flashed upon the vision of the foe the right wing first in orderly advance came on a steady column following then the rest of their array moved out and on and to our ears there came a burst of sound a clamour manifold on sons of greece on for your country's freedom strike to save wives children temples of ancestral gods graves of your fathers now all is at stake then from our side swelled up the mingled din of persian tongues and time brooked no delay ship into ship drave hard its brazen beak with speed of thought a shattering blow and first one greek bark plunged straight and sheared away bowsprit and stem of a phoenician ship and then each galley on some other's prow came crashing in a while our stream of ships held onwards till within the narrowing creek our jostling vessels were together driven and none could aid another each on each drave hard their brazen beaks or break away the oar-banks of each other stern to stern while the greek galleys with no lack of skill hemmed them and battered in their sides and soon the hulls rolled over and the sea was hid crowded with wrecks and butchery of men no beach or reef was but with corpses strewn and every keel of our barbarian host hurried to flee in utter disarray thereon the foe closed in upon the wrecks and hacked and hewed with oars and splintered planks as fishermen hack tunnies or a cast of netted dolphins and the briny sea raging with the screams and shrieks of dying men until the night's dark aspect hid the scene had i ten days time to sum that count of carnage twere too little know this well one day ne'er saw such myriad forms of death woe on us woe disaster's mighty sea hath burst on us and all the persian realm be well assured the tale is but begun the further agony that on us fell doth twice outweigh the sufferings i have told nay what disaster could be worse than this say on what woe upon the army came swaying the scale to a yet further fall the very flower and crown of persia's race gallant of soul and glorious in descent and highest held in trust before the king lies shamefully and miserably slain alas for me and for this ruined friends dead sayest thou by what fate overthrown an islet is there fronting salamis straight and with evil anchorage thereon pan treads the measure of the dance he loves along the sea-beach thither the king sent his noblest that whene'er the grecian foe should scape with shattered ships unto the isle we might make easy prey of fugitives and slay them there and from the washing tides rescue our friends it fell out otherwise than he divined 
for when by aid of heaven the hellenes held the victory on the sea their sailors then and there begirt themselves with brazen mail and bounded from their ships and then enringed the islet point by point so that our persians in bewilderment knew not which way to turn on every side battered with stones they fell while arrows flew from many a string and smote them to death then at last with simultaneous rush the foe came bursting on us hacked and hewed to fragments all that miserable band till not a soul of them was left alive then xerxes saw disaster's depth and shrieked from where he sat on high surveying all a lofty eminence beside the brine whence all his armaments lay clear in view his robe he rent with loud and bitter wail and to his land force swiftly gave command and fled with shame beside him now lament that second woe upon the first imposed out on thee fortune thou hast foiled the hope and power of persia to this bitter end my son went forth to wreck his great revenge on famous athens all too few they seemed are men who died upon the fennel field vengeance for them my son had mind to take and drew on his own head these whelming woes but thou say on the ships that scaped from wreck where didst thou leave them make thy story clear the captains of the ships that still survived fled in disorder scudding down the wind while our land force on boeotian soil fell into ruin some beside the springs dropping before they drank and some outworn pursued and panting all their life away the rest of us our way to focus one and thence to doris and the melian gulf where the soft stream spercius laves the soil thence to the northward did pithiotis plain and some thessalian fortress lend us aid for famine pinched we were and many died of drought and hunger's twofold present scourge thence to magnesia we came and the land where macedonians dwell and crossed the ford of axius and bolby's reedy fen and mount pangaeus in edonian land there in the very night we came the god brought winter ere its time from bank to bank freezing the holy strymon's tide each man who heretofore held lightly of the gods now crouched and proffered prayer to earth and heaven then after many orisons performed the army ventured on the frozen ford yet only those who crossed before the sun shed its warm rays one to the farther side for soon the fervour of the glowing orb did with its keen rays pierce the ice-bound stream and men sank through and thrust each other down best was his lot whose breath was stifled first but all who struggled through and gained the bank toyfully wending through the land of thrace have made their way a sorry scanted few unto this homeland let the city now lament and yearn for all the loved and lost my tale is truth yet much untold remains of ills that heaven has hurled upon our land spirit of fate too heavy were thy feet those ill to match that sprang on persia's realm woe for the host to rack and ruined hurled a warning of the night prophetic dream thou didst foreshadow clearly all the doom while ye old men made light of woman's fears 
Ah, well, yet as your divination ruled, the meaning of this sign I hold it good. First that I put up prayer unto the gods, and after that forth from my palace bring the sacrificial cake, the offering due to earth and to the spirits of the dead. Too well I know it is a timeless rite over a finished thing that cannot change, but yet I know not there may come of it alleviation for the after-time. You, it beseems, in view of what hath happened, to advise with the loyal hearts our loyal gods, and to my son, if e'er my coming forth, he should draw hitherward, give comfort meet, escort him to the palace in all state, lest to these woes he add another woe. Exit Atasa. End of part one.